It's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. And yes, yes, we can woo and wow, and that's so awesome. I'm really, really excited because we have, um, as sort of, he came a little late for the open mic, but we're super excited to have him here uh, opening the clubhouse because we are an all-ages venue here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, we're at zero alcohol zone, so it's all safe for the kidlets. And that's absolutely true. It's 100% safe for, for everyone to indulge themselves on this microphone. We're 100% free speech. And I love it when the youth speaks. So our first comedian of the night, clap your hands together really, really loud. He is very, very young. I think he's eight years old. He's nine. He's huge. He's nine. He's almost a decade old, and we're going to listen to the amazing jokes, wonderment, and wisdom of Alex. Yay! Comedian, you put it behind you, and then, no, you're gonna be great. He's gonna tell his mom something. He's 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 a mom's sister. His aunt. He's 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 figuring it out. They're working it out. Here we go together. Yes. Everybody. All right, it's the comedy duo. Shorty and AJ. This kid's hilarious. He's just a little shy, so allow him to warm up. He's the funniest kid I know, the funniest looking kid I know as well. He's my sister's kid. He looks nothing like me. A little bit like me. It's okay, boy. You're amongst comedy family. You're gonna laugh just because you look funny. Yay! <laughs> Alright, tell one joke. Just one. Alright, right, let's see. So, so this guy asked him for some money. He was like, I don't have any money. Can you give me some money? I thought that was pretty funny. Don't tell him the story really good. Yeah. <laughs> tell him about the funeral. The worm. There you go. Wait. Wait the worms. Not... Buddha, tell him about the worms. She never asked me for $20. <laughs> She wanted $20. <laughs> <laughs> eat too, man. What do you mean, eat? I need food, man. Then go buy some. Why <laughs> you such a serious kid, man? Listen up. Serious Sheesh. You. <laughs> okay. I, would, I think they would like to hear about the worm and the funeral and... Mm-hmm. Or about how your mom beats you, whatever. Worm and the funeral. I'll never be. They're not CPS, it's fine. Nah. Well, say goodbye. If you're not going to do it, you got to get off the stage. Um, okay. All right. So say thank you. And say goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. 
Shake those hands. Yay! He was on stage for two minutes. That's amazing. Yay! You stood up in front of everyone in front of the lights. That's great. That's impressive. I have I have one, I have a few kid-friendly jokes, but this is one of them. We'll see if you get it. Uh, you know SpongeBob? You like SpongeBob? SpongeBob walks into a bar, right? Orders like an ice cream or something weird like SpongeBob would do, and he sits down and he sees this pretty lady sponge. And he wants to buy her an ice cream too, so he says, can buy an ice cream. She doesn't say anything. He asks the bartender, like, yeah, what's wrong with her? And he says, hey man, don't worry. She's just a loofah. Oh, yeah. ah, loofah is a type of sponge and she's a loofah. A loofah is a word. If you have to explain the joke, it doesn't work. That's, <laughs> I know, I know that with, with, with small children. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to shave my cat, and then knit a sweater out of his fur, and then make him wear it. <laughs> Crazy cat lady! <laughs> Nuts! I am, I do, I do love my cat so much, but I know that uh, he, my new cat does not love me as much uh, as my old cat. This is probably an inappropriate joke to say in front of a child, but I know, I know that my cat Spike loved me so much because uh, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend. And my cat, my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked them. Meaning that my cat loved me so, so much. Or women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> either, either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. That's a joke that you think you can get away with because they don't know anything yet. And you're like, okay. And they just shake their heads and they're like, auntie, what did you do and why did you bring me here to be with these crazy years and years of therapy? Yes, thank you. That's so good. I'm going to have... I. I don't need therapy because I smoke pot. <laughs> thank you very much. That's, it gives me all the perspective I need. Uh, you ever get so high that you forget how your own shower works? Just me? Hot, cold water. Ah, I can't work it! It's like airbnb in your own home. What's all this cat litter doing on the ground? I'm paying so much for this, and there's cat litter everywhere. Who is this crazy cat lady we're living with? I am the, I am the crazy, crazy cat lady. I am. I, um... I like to, I know this is the most inappropriate set to do in front of a child. I will, I will not do that. I will not talk about masturbating with my animal. It's not, it's, it's, it's cooperative though. It's not like collaborative. It's more like cooperative. We're just in the same room at the same time. He does flick his tail around though. He gets all excited. Floop, floop, he's so soft. Do you know how soft the cat's paw is? It's so soft. It's okay. It's, he, just, he, just puts it, he just puts it on my lower back while I'm masturbating so I can feel loved, you know? Because my, my boyfriend's kind of, you know, too big of a drunk to take his lazy, lazy, flaccid hand and stick it on my lower back while I masturbate so I can feel loved. So I've got a cat! <laughs> I love my cat. Meow! I believe cats are aliens. I think we should bow to our alien overlords, the cats. The Chinese have been doing it for years. They're all bowing one paw to the leaders of the free world. Cats! How many women does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! <laughs> it's a feminist joke. Uh, uh, knock, knock. Feminism. 
I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. I just... A lot of women in the 70s read books and burned bras so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> like that a bit. My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> it's meaty. It's meaty. I am a feminist. I like to say terrible things on stage because we used to not be able to do that. I don't... I mean, I... They don't want it to be a, an overtly political act, but it kind of is. Language is all political, and I don't know what to call myself. I have to call myself a feminist because I am a female, <laughs> or a person, or even a woman. <laughs> right? We are all people, and I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a people and girls have a vagina. <laughs> So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Okay, you're all spelling in your heads. It's spelled with an I. It sounds like there's men in it, but nope, there's no men in feminism. <laughs> it's an I. I am a feminist. But all the words are very political. Like every month I used to menstruate. Menstruate. It's the one thing they can literally never do and they put their name all over it. And they think it's gross. Men straight. <laughs> when you have sex for the first time, ladies, what do you break? Your hymen. Hymen, hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, hymen. It's all political. I'm going through it right now. I understand it more than ever. Menopause. Men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, you are old. <laughs> Pause. I get it. This is the new French Botox. It's called bangs or a hat. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm using is French Botox. I'm getting old. I'm actually really excited. I am going through menopause. I haven't had a period since August 7th. Uh, that's the only time I've ever known the last time I've had my period. Every time you go to the doctor, when was the date of your last period? I don't fucking know. Now I'm like, August 7th, 2019. <laughs> that's when the well dried up. That's when the eggs went, whoa, this is the last one. I hope it had something to do with all that nitrous I did in my 20s. I hope that <laughs> that sound was actually all the eggs just dramatically dying. Wow, wow, wow. I'm like falling out of my uterus early. Uh, but I, I want to get a tattoo here to commemorate my uterus's disuse um, of a tiny baby skeleton kitten, a kitten, a tiny, a little kitten curled up like on, like on my uterus, like it's sleeping, but it's a little like a skeleton kitten. I think that'd be so cute. I want to birth a kitten. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to... I get a new kitten tomorrow. I'm really excited. I'm going to name her Mr. Mr. Bojango Fett. That's a long name for a girl cat. But she's also a calico, so I feel like she deserves a lot of names because she's like four, four, four cats in one. She's like a black cat, a stripy cat, an orange cat, and a gray cat. So she's going to be Mr. Bojango Fett, which is funny because Mr. Bojangles is thing. If you have to explain the joke, it never works. All right. <laughs> Um, thank you for listening to my opening set. Yay! So we sing a little song here, and then we'll get started with the Comedy Clubhouse. And I've got, uh, I've got treats for everybody. And yeah, we can close the door. It's so scary with the door closed, though, because we used to have a window, and it used to look inviting and nice. And now we just have a piece of wood <laughs> that's on the window because it was broken by a maniac. <laughs> and saved... And our butts were all saved by one of the comedians on the bill tonight. He uh, saved the day by being a strong rugby player. But before we get to that, we're going to sing the song and how it goes. 
Thanks again, Regina, for hosting. Oh my God, it's raining out there so hard. You're all locked in here forever. You guys are like, get us out of this crazy place. Uh, M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> Use vaporizers, kids, save those lungs. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. You're already here, yeah. Yay! Well, I'm so excited. Like, right now on the bill, actually, are four dudes who I've been doing comedy with for a long, long time, and I love them all so desperately that I'm just excited. I'm all over the moon to hear all their sets. Uh, and the radio listening audience is as well. Uh, they're listening live. Hi, radio listening audience and podcast. I feel like you're here with us right now. Uh, and we had Alex in the beginning, and it was great. I wish you were here, because he was, he was funny. It was his first time ever, and you should applaud that. You get to say forever that your first time doing comedy, you were nine years old. And that is gonna look great on your, when you're 18, you'll be like, I've been doing this for nine years. I've been doing comedy for nine years. And then everyone will be like, wow. No, see, I've been doing it for eight, but no one, no one believes me either. Okay, your first comedian of the night will make it the savior. Uh, he's been riding, he's been riding this wave of, of uh, saviordom. He's the Jesus of Mutiny Radio. He's saved all of us. He couldn't save that window though, but nobody, nobody got hurt except for him. And when there was a little bit of blood coming from his mouth, I was like, "Do you want to press charges?" And he was like, "Hell no, against it. We don't want." No. Yeah. Anyways, back to remember, remember August or July and whenever that happened. Okay. Uh, clap together your hands together for your first comedian of the evening, everyone. It's Matthew Quirk. Yay! That's right. I'm the hero of Mutiny Radio. And by the way, I also fixed the fucking door, guys. Yay! Right? Anyway. Anyway, I can't believe how like much better that kid did than me my first time doing comedy, man. It's probably he might even do better than me tonight. Which is going to be rough, rough. Uh, anyway, so I like to give you guys a little news update and everything. I'm going to roll out some of the latest jokes I've made on some current events going on. So forgive me while I whip this out. Uh, so uh, Trump spent Thanksgiving in Afghanistan. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Were they serving McDonald's in Afghanistan? Uh, he also put out his Thanksgiving uh, tweet to the nation and he called the world like a mean place. Like, the guy with everything to be thankful for is thankless on Thanksgiving, is the message to the nation right there. Uh, anyway, Trump neck deep in an impeachment inquiry, right? With Ukraine. Ukraine? That's like, Ukraine is taking it? That's like getting beat up by Wisconsin, man. Ukraine? Talk about punching above their level. Uh, anyway, uh, early in the Ukraine scandal... Uh, Trump tried to say that Rick Perry tricked him into calling Ukraine. And I got to say, if Rick Perry can trick you, that's an impeachable offense, right? <laughs> Straight up. Uh, Rick Perry also said that Trump is uh, sent by God. He's the chosen one. That's the Jews, you idiot. The Jews, everybody. Uh, anyway, uh, He's also backed by uh, Christians. I think a lot of Christians think he's sent by God, uh, which makes me think that he's a, uh, you know, a, a fool's golden idol. Get it? Fool's gold, golden idol. 
It's all, it's all biblical, guys. Uh, someone put out a tweet, uh, 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 an article just today that uh, Trump was the answer, uh, that Trump was here to break the elites. And uh, that's fitting because he is one broke elite. Broke elite. Uh, Trump also announced that he was eliminating food stamps. He's cutting back on food stamps. Yeah. Uh, The Romans taught us, guys, that the way to keep the masses quiet was bread and circuses. And this clown is skipping the bread. Thank you. It's the thinker, that one, a little bit. You got to go for a little walk with me. Uh, Anyway, Trump is like getting rid of food stamps. Meanwhile, Andrew Yang is promising me $1,000 a month, guys. I mean, how is he not the front runner of the presidency? Uh, All my friends are like, come on, what reasons you got for voting for Yang? I got a thousand reasons to vote for Andrew Yang, quite frankly. They're like, no, really, what's his policies? I don't know, a thousand bucks a month, man. Well, what's his stance on how should I know a thousand bucks a month, you know? People are like, no, come on, man. Who's going to pay for that? I'm like, I'm getting the $1,000 a month. Do I care who's paying for it? When I get real pushback from my Republican friends, they're like, no, seriously, who's going to pay for this? I'm like, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Trump also said that uh, he was into climate. That's a quote of his. He's into climate. Does he think climate's the name of a stripper? I mean, that stormy thing really threw him off. Anyway, we all know that uh, Trump thinks he's smarter than generals, right? He said that often. But lately, he's been going against the, uh, the naval brass, too. Does he really think he's smarter than admirals? Come on. Admirals outrank generals in military. I had to fill in my hippie friends. Anyway, he went against... He went ag- he went against uh, his admirals. He let go of this Navy SEAL who was convicted of uh, war crimes. He pardoned the guy. Uh, but now he wants all the war criminals that he's pardoned to uh, campaign for him. That's a quid pro quo, guys. S- straight up. Uh, anyway, uh, in further uh, news... Uh, there's possibly going to be a shortage of French fries due to the tariffs. Yeah, shortage of French fries because of the, the tariffs, the way they're impacting the farmers. Anyway, thank God I'm into freedom fries, huh? Go MAGA, freedom fries. Uh, anybody here see the movie The Joker? Yeah, that movie made a billion dollars in box office sales. Yeah, that movie really puts the cell in incel. Yeah. Uh, uh, South Dakota has a new slogan about meth. It's uh, meth, we're on it. How did they not see that, right? And they paid, they paid like $400,000 for that ad. So I here would like to unleash my solution for them. Uh, meth, get off it. $400,000, please. Thank you. I'm the hero of Mutiny Radio, guys. There's my street cred, Dakotas. Uh, there was recently an article that said that New Jersey is the smartest state in the union. Yeah. 
Uh, one more sign of Armageddon, huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, you're like, hey, Quirk, aren't you from Jersey? This is, yeah, but I read it in the New York Times. And do you guys realize what it takes to get anyone from New York to compliment anything about New Jersey? That is some bona fides right there. Smartest state. Uh, so anyway, how did everyone uh, like uh, Identity Theft Monday this week? What? Cyber Monday, it's when everyone shops online. Anyway, it's a big identity theft. Identity theft Monday. The people on the radio are dying of laughter right now. I swear to you. I swear to you. Uh, so there's a company that's going to pay people like $3,000 a month to sit at home and smoke weed. And I'm just going to invoice them. So uh, someone got a screenshot of a basketball game where uh, everyone's back to the camera. All the numbers you could read add up to 69. And at that moment, the game was tied 69-69. And I guaranteed the man, the guy, definitely a guy, who figured that out and got that screenshot, screenshot has never 69'd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. They're going to open the BART bathrooms that have been closed since 9-11. Wow. Yeah, and let's face it, the dystopian shitscape that the terrorists have us living in, they won. They totally won with that one. Uh, I was in L.A. a couple weeks ago, and I got OK Boomered twice when I was there. And for everyone in the listening audience, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, and I had to tell the guy later that, like, dude, you've been in L.A. too long. This is what 52 really looks like. <laughs> anyway, the guy who got up after me was, like, um, he was complaining that the, the couch that he sleeps on in L.A., 600 bucks a month. Oh, how expensive. I was like, dude, that couch would be 900 bucks a month in San Francisco. <laughs> anyway, he's got a fold-out couch, but he's too lazy to fold it out because he'd have to move the coffee table four feet in the evening and four feet back in the morning. And so he just slept on the couch because he was too lazy to fold it out. And then the, guy, the host had to get up and apologize to me because that comic just proved my my point but terrible people <laughs> millennials are uh let's see uh justin bieber recently got a big bird tattoo on his neck and i for one would like to show justin bieber my big bird to him i'm flipping him off listening audience the middle finger the big bird there you go, there you go. Uh, so it was Thanksgiving recently, right? Everybody Thanksgiving? What I hate most about Thanksgiving is that I can eat more in one sitting than I can shit in one sitting. That's a problem. There was recently uh, shots fired on, on, uh, on Black Friday at Target. Too, too obvious, Target, a gun, too obvious. Anyway, too low-hanging fruit. Anyway, brings out the best in us, right, this holiday season? Uh, so apparently Hillary Clinton is being pressured to run for president. She says she's being pressured to run. Pressured by who? Pressured by who? I haven't heard a thing. 
Thank God, I'm at the end of my long list of jokes. I thought for sure this would take the whole time. Uh, let's see, uh, Buttigieg dropped out of the race. Oh, yeah, boot over the edge. Uh-huh. Yeah, see ya, buddy. Oh, uh, I think it did. I wrote that down. What's that? Right, exactly. Thank you. She's yes ending my set. Uh, anyway, it reminds me of what I really want to say about uh, the, the, the race. Joe by done. Uh, get that guy out of here. All right, everybody. Have a great show. Matthew Quirk, the hero of Mutiny Radio. Okay, the dance goes like this. I had to learn the dance. I had to learn the dance for a thing. We were in a, I was in a sketch comedy this last week, and they were like, we, they're like, we need to learn this dance. We all have to do it together. It's going to be really funny. Uh, and it it well it was fine it wasn't it was <laughs> I just love pedestrian group dances those are great I also love Trump jokes you you tell me what's going on in the world you know that when I was up in Portland no one talks about politics at all because they're all just so fed up with it they're like eh, we're all gonna die we're we're all white we don't care they just stop I didn't hear the name Trump for like two weeks seriously just nobody even they were all like we all agree just don't talk about it it was it was a lot of fun. It was nice. I didn't, I didn't know anything was going on in the news because I didn't hear about, I wasn't talking to Matthew Quirk. Uh, I want to burn time because I want, I want Dro to see your set. I don't want to make, get you up here without him. I'll do, I'll do my Melania joke just to tag off your thing. Uh, I don't like to make fun of Trump because I feel like that's low-hanging fruit. I like to make fun of his wife. Melania? Melania. What's her name? Melania. 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 Yeah, I don't, I don't know her name because she never speaks. She never, like, says her name ever. I'd like to make fun of her accent, but I have no idea what she sounds like. I hear, I hear she speaks four, five languages. I'm like, pick a language, any of them. Say something. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Blink twice if you're okay. Are you okay, Melania? Are you going to be okay? She's got to say something as the first lady, right? She's got to stand up and say something. I thought that maybe she'd just tag off Michelle and like hate fat kids or whatever and just like plagiarize the whole like school lunch things, but that she would be a champion of bulimia. Because well, she a she hates fat kids and two it's so good for the economy for kids to be four times the consumer, you know, like they just eat and eat and eat. And then she gets to be known as an environmentalist because she teaches the kids to vomit into the composting, you know, regurgitate, renew, recycle. It's so good. That highly acidic vomit is really, really, really good for the wine vines in Napa. The 2020 vintage is going to be just sweet. It's going to be the, the tastiest yet. This is one thing about Melaniania. Um, I don't know where she's from. It's either Slovenia or Slovakia. Yeah, both, both, uh, both of those countries border Hungary, and my God, she's starving. Somebody... Feed her something. She's so pretty when she frowns. Uh, your next comedian, he just did a great, great set at happy hour talking about uh, foot-fucking uh, a mummy, which was pretty, pretty freaking awesome. He's going to hobble his way up to the stage. He had a really, really cool accident because motorcycles are cool. You can see the art up in the room right now, giving him a little post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, what we have on the walls before I announce him is Joey Mock is the... Um, 
He's the artist and he loves motorcycles. And so there's all these motorcycle pictures all over. And your next comedian was just injured in a motorcycle accident. So I hope that he's okay. He didn't recognize this last time. And I thought that maybe he was like blocking it out because he was so scared of the memories. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Colin Holtz. Yay! No, you know what it is, is I'm not cool enough to ride any of these cool looking motorcycles. Mine is clearly a starter bike. (laughs) These are all classics. I'm sorry, are you Teddy? Oh my God! Did you guys match on Tinder or something? I mean, I don't know. Our mutual friend is like, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. Oh yeah, me too. It's a real bummer. It's a real, it's a real bummer. And I hear you, uh, you, you did a set up here. Is that right? You were telling some jokes. Hell yeah. Well, you, you got, you got one for me right now. I know I missed it. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, you save it for the stage. I like that. <laughs> All right, that's 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 where the real power is. Man. You're like, nah, I'm not. That's like someone coming up to you in the bus, and they're like, so you're doing comedy? Tell me a joke. And you're like, nah, you got to come see one of my shows. All right, so so keep doing it. I I got a, I got I got a couple dumb dumb little jokes for you. All right, uh, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. Huh? All right. Uh, no, I think that's it. <laughs> oh yeah, they've made a lot of Land Before Time movies, man. Right? Like, have you seen Land Before Time? Land Before Time? Dang, all right, dang it. This one isn't gonna work. You're my target audience here, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. Land Before Time, there's a dinosaur called Littlefoot. It's not funny if you have to explain the joke. <laughs> now I'm being okay boomered, but silently, dude. And I was born in 89, but not even, not even close. Not even close to the boomer generation. All right, how can I make this set more uninteresting right now, huh? Uh, yeah, I got in a motorcycle accident. That's what happened. It's very boring to talk about. Um, it is. It's not exciting. I've been trying to switch it up. Like, how? Yeah, how'd you break your foot? Huh. Well. Uh, been given too many foot jobs. You know, I I was jerking this guy off and then his cock was just too hard. Broke my foot. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir, young man. Uh, anyway, talking, talking this way in front of you, very disrespectful, I apologize. I have nothing but shame right now <laughs> that I couldn't master that cock. <laughs> <laughs> it had horrible arch support. What can I say? <laughs> All right. No, uh, <laughs> no I, I, I try to switch it up. I try to tell, you know, like funny stories that you should be able to tell everybody like, hey, uh, you know, uh, how'd you break your foot? Oh, well, you wouldn't believe it, but I was winemaking. Yeah, I uh, was making a little batch for a company called Barefoot. You might have heard about them. 
They didn't know I was making it for them, but the guide wandered away, and I went Willy Wonka on the wine tour. Just toe-tapping away to that's amore. And then the grapes had seeds in them. I got weak feet. I don't... My right foot sucks. I have a shitty right foot. I, I've sprained this ankle so many times, I, and now I finally broke it. I asked, my, I asked my doctor if I could walk it off, and he was like, no, this is NFL-level injury. And I was like, dude, I have never even been to an NFL. I've never even seen football games <laughs> in person. I've never, I never went in high school. So it's kind of cool. Actually, you know what the best thing about having a broken foot is? Is that your socks go twice as far. <laughs> like, you give me six pairs of socks, I got 12 socks. Yeah. Uh, unless I'm double bagging it, you know, because it needs the support. I need the protection. I need the comfort of knowing it's there. Uh, uh, one time, all right. One time my mom, um, I decided I was going to do laundry, and I oversudsed the washer, <laughs> and I couldn't clean it up before she got back, and when she got back, I was like, surprise, uh, and she was like, what? Why would you want to surprise me with this? You have flooded the basement. And I was like, no, I did the laundry. <laughs> you know? but, but that's the thing, man. Like, it doesn't matter how loud you yell surprise. It can't cover up your mistake. You can't do it. It's, you, it's like saying, surprise, I made a, hey, I made a mess and I thought you would like it. Or you can't. There's only two kinds of surprises. There's good surprises, like the ones that somebody put a lot of effort into, and then there's bad surprises, like, wow, you really screwed up here. Like, good surprise. Somebody proposed on the Jumbotron. Bad surprise. She said no. <laughs> like, do you want, I feel like you should power pose. Do you want to put it up on that? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Bad surprise, she said no. <laughs> uh, my mom, my mom always said, my mom always said, she was like, you were a surprise baby. And that's cool, because if she'd said I was an oopsie baby, that would be disgusting. But she, I was a surprise, because for nine months, she thought she was just fat. <laughs> so she was just like, thank God, I was just pregnant. Uh, well, one of my one of my cousins, he went to culinary school, culinary school. He's gonna be a chef. And then I went back for Thanksgiving, and he had become a dog food chef. Wow! <laughs> oh, that's a surprise. Like that guy did a bad job. And then he was like, you know who's going to love my cooking? Dogs. <laughs> dogs are going to love it. But he doesn't know enough about dogs. He made a dessert with chocolate, and he's got a lot of lawsuits. There's a bunch of dead dogs. 
Can you imagine, though, being so bad at cooking that you bring your food out to your teacher and he's like, this tastes like dog food. But having the confidence to just be like, surprise. That's because it is. <laughs> he, turned, he turned lemons into lemonade. And then he was like, get the funnel. We're feeding it to the dogs. Uh, you can say something, Joe. Go ahead. Oh no, I I thought you had, I thought you had something to say. You were just like, oh, okay. Um, what is the? Uh, you were laughing so hard you were out of breath. <laughs> it's all the weedy smokes. It's like, oh my god. Uh, I don't know. I think a nuclear physicist's sex life is probably kind of boring, right? I don't know. When your day job is harnessing the power of the sun, I feel like you just want some nice scented soaps when you come back home. It's like you're not you're not you're not going to be building something in your basement. Like, yeah, I fucking I built this cage to. Harness the power of the sun because I get off on draining the life energy out of a cosmic wonder. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck the sun. <laughs> People always worshipped it. There's, you know, like Ra and all that. There was always like a sculpture of like some dude with a raging heart on in front of the sun and I was like what you guys want to have sex with the sun all right <laughs> weird <laughs> I get it I don't know all right cool I'm sorry I I've uh um all right hey I met a I met a girl whose uh, first and last name were both Rachel, man. Yeah, I know. She was by Rachel. It's like, oh my god, Rachel, Rachel, dude. Um, one I got one more. I think. Uh. Uh, oh, yeah, what the hell is Canada doing with their bacon on our Hawaiian pizza? All right. I think we got to take our pineapples and beat them back across the border, you know? Friggin' dole out the punishment. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Oh, all right. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Still a funny joke! Years and years ago, he used to tell that joke, and I've always thought it was funny, and I love it. Dole out the punishment. Yes! Another thing, uh, I, have, I have a few comments on your set. One, the reason that dogs die when you give them chocolate is that it's like cocaine for dogs. <laughs> That's why dogs die from chocolate. So if you have... So if you give a dog unsweetened chocolate, they have a heart attack because their little doggy heart, they're so fucking happy and it's like, 
and their little doggy heart explodes. So that's why you don't give dogs chocolate. I used to be married to a veterinarian, so I learned these important, important things. That don't give a dog cocaine and don't give a dog chocolate. It's like cocaine, but that might have something to do with why people love chocolate so much, because it's like cocaine. <laughs> you do some and you just want more and it like makes you feel bad but you're like if I eat more I'll feel better <laughs> and you just keep trying and it's never when I was in high school I used to eat a whole pound of C's candy I was a joke well I loved C's candy I was also bulimic it was fine but the but there was one night where I ate an entire pound of candy and I was like do I gain a pound or do I gain more than a pound because you literally eat a pound of candy, therefore you literally gain a pound, but then you can, I don't, I just, and then you gain more, I don't understand how sugar works. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you'd poop it out before you could even burn it all up, right? I don't understand how the body works. Go be a famous scientist and figure it out for us. He's like, I'm done with these weirdos. <laughs> Get <laughs> me out of here. Your next comedian though is so funny. Um, he's really, really great. All these guys I've been doing comedy with for years and years. Uh, you get to see him at the punchline all the time, and he like hosts there and is so funny. And he's here now, and I love that. Put your hands together for Drone Nose. Yay! Thank you, Pam. It's it feels good to be back here. I love it. So much changes. I don't know where to begin. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. First thing, I think San Francisco is getting out of control. Really out of control. How do I know this? Because I work brunch, motherfuckers. I've seen all y'all. Seen all the way you guys act at brunch. Except Matthew. Matthew looks like he's never been to brunch. But I feel like I, I, feel like I, I shouldn't rip on you because I feel like we're wearing the same outfit, just a different color scheme, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate it, man. I hate it. People always on to order complicated shit. This guy came up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm trying to eat all healthy right now. Is there any way you can make me a veggie omelet with half egg whites, half yolk? <laughs> so I looked at him. I was like, you mean like a regular fucking egg, dude? Why you got to make things so complicated? So many questions people ask me. People want to know where the lettuce comes from. People always ask me if the if the orange juice is fresh squeezed. I'm like, yeah, that's what the bottle says. <laughs> and when did people start bringing dogs into brunch, man? I'm tired of this. You know how degrading I feel serving a dog, man? Giving a dog table service? <laughs> I'm out there giving dogs refills. Let's be real, nobody loves brunch more than white people. White people love brunch. Why? Because that's where they celebrate their privilege, man. It's like we don't work weekends, baby. But I don't know what happens to white people weekends between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. where they just turn into Super Saiyan Caucasians, if you know what I mean. Their hair gets blonder, eyes get greener, they just start yelling for no reason. They're all jacked up on holidays and mimosas. I think it's adorable. My favorites, my favorite people, one of my favorite people is the LOLs, or I call them little old ladies, baby. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> little old ladies, man, they're sneaky, dude. They're sneaky. They always order hot water because they bring their own tea bags. They think I don't notice. They think I don't notice. Like, yo, do you honestly think my vision is as bad as yours, ma'am? <laughs> Oh my God, Asian families love to brunch. Oh my God, they love to brunch. 
Every time I see an Asian family walk into my restaurant, you know what I think? I'm always like, oh, shit, we're going to need extra plates, man. Extra plates. They're always ordering five dishes, want me to split it five ways. I can't do that with Benedict's. <laughs> but you know what my favorite thing is? I love the way they treat me when I drop off food at their table, man. You drop off food at an Asian family table, they always do. They go, ah, oh, I fucking love that shit. Every time I drop off food at a white family's table, you know what they say? That's not what I ordered. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell by these jokes, but I get into a lot of bar fights, a lot of bar fights. You guys ever been choked out by a man wearing an eye watch? That shit's weird, man. <laughs> so you're gasping for air, he's getting notifications. I don't want my last words to be like, dude, call your mom back, she's worried about you. I watch a lot of TV at bars, so I watch a lot of things out of context and with no sound. Yes. All the time, the other day I was at a bar, I thought I was watching the 2020 expose on blackface in the South. Turns out it was an infomercial for charcoal face masks. I don't know if you can tell by some of these jokes, but I smoke a lot of weed, man, a lot. You know my favorite thing to do is I like getting high and going grocery shopping. You ever do that, Pam? Hell yeah, Hell yeah you do, baby. I always end up buying whack-ass shit, do you? <laughs> Other day I'm out there, I'm out there grocery shopping. I stumbled upon scented toilet paper. I lost my mind, man. Scented toilet paper, you ever see that? Who came up with that? I bought four cases immediately. 20 minutes later, I got home. Turns out I bought a bunch of fabric softener. Don't oh no me, I still got the job done, man. <laughs> my farts smell like lavender now. It was a win-win situation. I'm not worried about it. We just quit smoking cigarettes after 15 years. Finally quit smoking six. Don't worry, don't do that, because now I vape, and everybody hates me a whole lot more, especially smokers. You know what they call me? Some guy called me a vapist the other day. I didn't know how to feel about that. <laughs> Hurt my feelings, man. You know why people like to make fun of us? Because we don't look cool. It's hard to look cool when you're leaning against the wall and it looks like you're sucking on a flash drive, you know what I mean? Like that is not hot. Women are not into that, right? Women are not into that. Women are not into guys' faces. Look like they're uploading software. No, believe me. I've seen nerds puff asthma inhalers pull more ladies than me. It's embarrassing. You know what I miss about smoking? How I used to talk to women. You know what I used to do, Pam? If I saw you outside right now smoking a cigarette, I'd just go up to you, pretend I didn't have a lighter. Can't do that shit no more. I can't do it with my vape pen. Out of the question. If I saw you out there vaping, I can't be like, hey, Pam, you got a lighter or something? You got a charger? Damn, I fucked up my own joke. And that's one of the ones I do all the time. It's hard being Latino, man. It's hard because I feel like I view things in a weird way. Like, I'm always trying to find out. I'm always trying to find the racism in everything, man, even when it's not racist. Like, I was at a college basketball game, right? And they selected a kid to shoot a half-court shot, a student, who happened to be white. And I was like, he ain't gonna make this shit. But he made the shot, man, and you know what he won? He won free tuition for a whole year. <laughs> Everybody was going wild! Everybody! You know what I thought? I was like, damn. You know how many, sh how many shots black kids have to make to get free tuition? <laughs> All right, for my next joke, I'm gonna need a volunteer. No, I'm just kidding, I don't do magic. <laughs> Tell my new jokes. Let's see. <laughs> you guys want to hear a dirty joke? It was a really dirty joke. So uh, I don't know if you could tell by the jokes I've been telling, but I don't really meet a lot of ladies. No, I don't. I do not. And when I do, I just get all nervous and sweaty, like like Jeffrey Epstein at a Billie Eilish concert. And I always end up saying something awkward and controversial just like that, and I blow the whole conversation. 
like my words always get me in trouble. The other day I was at a bar, I was talking to a girl, things are going great. I built up the confidence to just throw out the smoothest pickup line that I can think of on the spot. So I did. I grabbed her hand, I looked her in the eyes, I said, hey girl, <laughs> I think you and me should go back to my place. <laughs> Instantly, it was the dumbest thing I could have said, right? Possibly the dumbest thing I could have said, but to my surprise, she said, that sounds great. But there's something you need to know about me. It's like, oh shit, what's she gonna unleash on me? That's what she says. Sometimes when I get excited, I've been known to be a bit of a squirter. Didn't know how to react to that. Never heard that before. It caught me off guard, but I was still trying to keep my composure. Then I grabbed her hand. I looked her back in the eyes. I said, hey girl, I think you and me should go back to your place. <laughs> Five minutes later, we both went back to our separate places. It's rough, man. It's rough. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time up here. This is great. Been hung over all day. <laughs> Did a lot of cocaine, so I didn't really sleep. And I got to say, man, <laughs> you know you have a cocaine problem when your Fitbit starts getting worried about you. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just starts beeping. It's like, hey, man, your heart's racing. But you haven't taken any steps, motherfucker. What's going on? All right, these jokes are clearly not for everybody. <laughs> if it was for you, meet me in the bathroom in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like men and women do drugs way differently. Like, I feel like way differently, right? Man, you do drugs, you guys hang out, share, bond, right? Women do drugs for free. <laughs> and now you wonder why I don't date nobody. I don't know. Damn. I'm running out of stuff to say. You know what, I, I I live in a weird liberal neighborhood. Like all my neighbors are really liberal, like liberal, liberal. I got a liberal neighbor, he only eats cage-free eggs. But he's got three parakeets as pets. I think that's weird, don't you? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up joke is really bad. <laughs> the follow-up joke. I got a friend, I got a, I got a neighbor that thinks eating gluten is absolutely disgusting but he's got no problems eating other people's butts. <laughs> and if you ask me, nothing goes better with, with bread than a tossed salad. <laughs> All right, I didn't really want to do that joke, but I kind of did. <laughs> this might be the dirtiest joke I've ever written. It never works. This joke only works if you remember the 80s. <laughs> you ready for this one? There you go, All right, puberty was weird. <laughs> When I was going through puberty, I always wanted to be like Patrick Swayze in the movie Ghost. Because my biggest sexual fantasy was kissing Demi Moore. Well, being inside will be Goldberg. <laughs> you guys will never watch that movie the same way again. <laughs> but yeah, I do live in a liberal neighborhood. Like I live by a middle school where there are parents protesting every morning, Pam. Because they're worried because the, the middle school is handing out condoms to all their students. Parents are upset. They think it's going to increase sexual activity in middle school. You know what I think? I think it's going to increase water balloon fights. But I don't understand the logic because I went to middle school. Did you go to middle school, dude? I had a feeling. I went to middle school. You know what they did? They gave me lab coats. They gave me beakers, Bunsen burners, goggles. And you know what? I was never out there trying to cure cancer, split atoms, cloned goats, none of that nerd stuff. You know what I do? I sit in the back and very quietly try to cook crystal meth. <laughs> I'm just kidding, calm down, Pam. I am just kidding. I went to a Christian school. We didn't have a science lab. 
I'm not really religious. <laughs> I used to be religious, not religious no more. Because I found like religious to me were like a book club that only reads one book. <laughs> and then they got beef with other book clubs <laughs> that read a different book. <laughs> My mom hates that joke. <laughs> she thinks that joke is sending me straight to hell. Luckily, I'm Mexican. I'll find a tunnel into heaven, baby. I ain't scared. All right. I'm going to end on that joke that sold out my race. My name is Drove. God, I have so many things to comment on his set, but I'll just say this. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers. You smoke them. Pro tip. Pro tip, don't be gross, don't be gross. Don't learn things here, child. We're terrible human beings in this room. Yeah, don't be a comic, I'm telling you, Alex. This is, you brought him to the perfect place because you don't want to be like this when you grew up. You should, scared straight, scare him straight. Be like, these are the people you will become. These weird, scary adults. Yay, uh, great stuff. Oh wait, I remembered what I wanted to say about um, Colin's joke. He's, um, I think he's on a Tinder date right now, which is gonna be really exciting during our next <laughs> comedian set. But it was, uh, you said something about Ra, and it's, There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, Ra, Ra. I was a cheerleader for God, so that was good. Uh, your final comedian of the night. I am so, so, so excited. Oh, are you gonna smoke? We should leave the door open and you should let me smoke with you because we've got, we're gonna pay attention. <laughs> We're gonna pay attention to Clay. He's gonna be loud enough. He's got enough energy that we can see him from the outside. He's honestly, he's one of my favorite comedians ever in the history of San Francisco comedy ever. Not just because he's fucking hilarious, but also because he's a really nice guy. And you can still listen to his old podcasts um, of uh, Clay and Tony's spoiler alert, which were really, really funny. He's the one who got me into Trapped in the Closet, which no one will ever forgive you for because I love... I love that shit, and it's your fault. He's so, so, so funny, and I can't wait till he's famous because then maybe he'll remember me when he's big. Put your hands together, everybody, for Clay Newman! Yay! Well, everything about that was nice except for associating me with a pedophile. That's not great. Like, R. Kelly! Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he left that chapter out. Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I I think as like as a music fan, I'm worried that R and B is kind of the canary in the coal mine for my kind of music. I'm a classic rock boy. I enjoy some dad rock, and I'm worried that the fact that we're losing all our R and B stars, R Kelly, Michael Jackson. I think classic rock is next. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know why classic rock stars get a pass and R and B stars don't. They're black. But for some reason, like the R&B stars are taking a beating. Classic Rock's getting a pass. I think we're gonna lose Led Zeppelin. I think I think Led Zeppelin's the next one to get me too. Cause it's like, okay, did you watch the R. Kelly documentary or the Michael Jackson one? Oh my, they're fucking brutal. They're heavy. You don't need a documentary to take down Led Zeppelin. All you need, all the proof you need are the lyrics to the goddamn song. Zeppelin put everything in the lyrics. Zeppelin's got a song in which Robert Plant proudly exclaims, she's but 15, but she's my rider. Fuck Zepp, not in the lyrics. <laughs> what are you doing? Make them work for it, man. 15, buddy. 
18. 18 fits just as well in the rhyme scheme. It's upsetting. I'm excited to be here. I'm wearing my fanciest new uh, thrift store attire. It's a good time to get pastels. Getting pastels for pennies on the dollar. That's spring wear. It's just beautiful in December. I don't know if this is a good look for me. I kind of look like a moldy Easter egg right now. That's like the vibe I have. I have the Easter egg that you couldn't find until last month. Like, what? Is that that smell? I just assumed it was clay the whole time. It was an egg. I wrote a, a bad pun. Can I say my bad pun? This is so out of character. This is like, this is the oldest thing I've ever done. Uh, every religion, and this is true, every religion has a particular flatbread. And I think that flatbread is non-denominational. <laughs> That's just, that's how you submit for AARP, is you write that joke. I'm only 32. I realize I look like a 50-year-old Bob Dylan and sound like a 70-year-old Bob Dylan. <laughs> at 32, I did become old at 31. There was a specific moment where I, I remembered. I remember it happening. I remember the moment I went from plucky young man to just old dude and it wasn't a physical thing that happened to me it was mental and emotional uh it was a moment where i realized how disconnected i was from the younger generation it was the first time i truly felt like an outsider i read on twitter that people were naruto running to area 51 yeah do you remember that it haunts me it haunts me. That was the first sentence I've ever read where I just felt old afterwards. I just started to do a grizzled detective. I just read that. I'm like, oh, now what the fuck does that mean? PBAs, exactly. I had to do all this research. I'm putting pictures up on the wall, drawing red lines around. I'm trying to connect the dots. I look up Naruto. I'm like, clearly it has to do with aliens. It doesn't? What the fuck is happening? I'm just pacing around my apartment like this, trying to figure it out. So this is a great stage for that act out, or medium, since everybody's listening. But for you listening at home, just guess. Just guess what I'm doing. You could probably guess. You're smart listening at home. If you're listening in the car, turn left. <laughs> oh, watch the car in front of you. Don't tailgate. I don't, I don't think Beauty Radio has the technology to be listened to in a car. Like, I don't know if anybody's got their laptop with Wi-Fi connected to their car. But if you, if you are listening in your car, uh, stop. This is dangerous. <laughs> Focus. Pay attention to the road. <laughs> I do get so lost when it comes to technology stuff. My favorite thing right now is a... Is a person that lives in San Francisco, and I don't want to say this is like good advice. This isn't good advice, but have you ever just walked in front of a self-driving car? It's a lot of fun. It's like, don't do it. Don't do it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. You just walk in front of them, and they have to stop because, you know, lawsuits. 
walk in front of a self-driving car, just 17 techies that are packed into a Prius for some reason, all just with panic look on their face, like, that wasn't supposed to happen. I'm like, goddamn right it wasn't. <laughs> this is San Francisco, the streets are wild. Why are self-driving cars learning to drive in San Francisco? That's insane. You, you practice in an empty middle school parking lot like the rest of us. Such an arrogant move. <laughs> it's been a good year for me. It, I, I've been on some fun comedy ventures this year. Uh, I got to perform in Sacramento for a weekend while the state fair was in town. And that was exciting. Like, that was my first time at the state fair. I love a good county fair. It's, you know, like, when else are you going to see fucking Smash Mouth open up for the three surviving members of Journey? It's just, <laughs> it's a great time. Credence Clearwater revisited. It's a good time. The state fair. The cool thing about the State Fair being in Sacramento is that everybody attending the State Fair is on just as much meth as the people running it. It is real high stakes, sweaty State Fair. I went on all the rides. I went on all the, the rides at the State Fair. I love me a good roller coaster. Cause I don't like, I don't experience thrill in my life. This is exciting as my life gets right here. I don't experience thrill. My body doesn't experience Fear and danger like you experience in a roller coaster. The last time my body truly experienced fear, actual honest to God fear. And this was scary. I walked outside my house and I live by McLaren Park. Like, you know, McLaren Park. It's just, it's, it's, it's this big unknown thing. It's where you go like on a, during the day, it's where you go for a nice hike. You see the wilderness. During the night, it's where you go to hide a body. It's just a beautiful park in San Francisco. Uh, and because it's a park, there are critters. There are city critters. There are possums and raccoons and skunks. I walked outside my house, and I looked to the right, and a skunk was coming at me. It was just coming at me. It was running. It was running, not in like a fun Pepe Le Pew kind of way. No, it wasn't skipping. It was running like it was being chased by Pepe Le Pew. It was aggressive. It was coming at me. And I could have done a couple things. I went into the fight or flight response. I could have chosen flight. I could have ran back inside. That would have been fine. Nobody would have been mad at me for that. I could have chosen fight. I could have thrown a shoe at the skunk because I'm a man and I could beat a beast. I chose neither of those things. Apparently, there's a third option because my body froze and yelled, Oh, no! <laughs> I feel like I only didn't get skunked because he felt bad for me. Like, he's just like, Oh, no, that's your defenses? I, I feel mean about mine. Okay. I can't make this guy smell more like bad weed. <laughs> so I love a roller coaster. I get to experience that fear. I love a roller coaster. There's one at the state fair. When you get a little taller, you could ride it. It's a fun ride. It's, it's exciting, it's a simple ride, it's a pendulum. You're flipping at 90 feet, and then you come down and you're flipping at 30 feet. Flipping at 90 feet, flipping at 30 feet. And maybe you've seen the one where you're kind of in a cage. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about the one that's designed by somebody who cares about human life. No cage. <laughs> No cage, just dangly feet and T-Rex arms. That's all you get. Dangly people are just losing flip-flops left and right on this goddamn ride. Dangly feet and T-Rex arms, and I'm loving it. I'm up there, and I'm like, oh, I feel so alive. I want to buy a motorcycle when I get home. I'm fucking loving it. 
and I like I didn't have to worry about my flip flops because I had tucked them in. I took the flip flops off and I tucked them in, but I shouldn't have been focusing on the flip flops apparently, because as I'm flipping, my cell phone fucking left. It just left. I'm up there flipping, but I couldn't do anything about it because the T-Rex arms. I just feel it happen. I'm like, oh no. And as I'm flipping, I went from this is the greatest experience that I've ever had to God damn it. <sighs> There's like 45 more seconds in this. Okay, here we go. Fucking roller. I hate roller coasters. Roller coasters are stupid. Got a kid a hold of my dad somehow. I have no idea what my Verizon password is. <laughs> Well, fucking ordeal, man. I don't even know how to get back to my car. Do I just live at the fair? Is this how you become a carny? You lose your phone? You're a goddamn carny now? Okay. I don't think it hit a baby. It probably didn't hit a baby. Finally get off the ride. The carny lets me out. Points at the tattered remains of my phone. Then points at the sign, which does clearly state, don't bring your phone on the ride, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you know how that feels, though, to be condescended to by a carny? <laughs> Do you know how much that hurts? I try not to be an arrogant man, but I've never been talked down to by circus folk before. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. I probably made that fucking guy's week. He probably woke up every morning, just poured his Mountain Dew into his corn pops or whatever the hell they eat. <laughs> I don't know what Cardi's eat. Slurped it down, going, yeah, stupid Jew. He didn't know I was Jewish, but he assumed. My favorite Jewish holiday is coming up. It's this month. Do you know what it is? You know what I'm thinking of? No, don't, I don't think about Jews. <laughs> You got quiet, like, I don't know if that was, I don't want to get in trouble, or like, I don't talk about them. That could have got either way. Those of you wondering, no, it's not Hanukkah. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is my favorite Jewish holiday. We do a little bit different than you Christians. We do a little bit different. There's no ham or presents or love. Jewish Christmas is great. Jewish Christmas. We go to the movies and we eat Chinese food. And I hope you Christians realize that this simple evening makes Christmas better than any actual Jewish holiday. <laughs> our holidays are awful. It's our big one is Passover. Part of Passover, and this is true, is we traditionally dip parsley into salt water <laughs> and we eat it. And we eat it because the parsley represents life and the salt water represents the tears of our ancestors. Is that not the saddest appetizer you've ever heard of? What are you doing? Come on, man, give me carrot sticks and ranch dressing. Tell me it's my grandpa's dick and cum. I don't care. I don't care what it represents. I'm hungry. It's an awful holiday. No wonder Elijah never shows up. <laughs> Put some cookies out. Maybe Elijah will be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I have to listen to this episode, Pam, to remember that tag. All right. Elijah is lactose. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, eh, I can't eat cookies. I'm dieting. 
cookies go straight to my This is the worst. As a Jew, that was the worst Jewish impression. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Yeah, this is like all, all of my Jew just like all my Jew impressions have just become a bad Bernie Sanders in this way. Like and you have to understand how close Bernie Sanders is to my actual grandfather that actually existed in my actual life. Only there was no like percent of a percent of a percent. It was just like clean, clean your room. Stop lapping up the soup like a dog. <laughs> you guys didn't have to live with mean Bernie Sanders. Bernie would let me lap up the soup like a dog. <laughs> I got one grandpa left. I got one still alive. He's not even technically related to me. Uh, my my family has gone out in bad ways. Would have to explain it to a doctor. Uh, we got. Two lung cancers. We got one good old-fashioned old age. That was kind of nice. And then one fell off a ladder, which that's like, I don't know if you need to mention it to your doctor, but I feel like it's relevant. I feel like that's, that's just something I should be aware of that's in my genes. You know, after 40, stay on the ground. We're not a balanced people. But I got a grandpa. He's conservative. He's, uh, he's you know... We're not related, but I need to be on somebody's will. Like, so, like, we're close, but he's conservative. He's, he's a reminder of why it's safe on the coast. Because he's inland a little bit. And in San Francisco, you get spoiled. A lot of places on the coast, you get spoiled. I think there's something about looking out into the ocean and seeing how big the world is. Seeing the waves crash in from farther than you can even imagine. Seeing it come in. And you look at the ocean, you think, God, this is such a big, beautiful place. Who cares about age and race and sex? Who cares about any of that? This is a beautiful world. But then, I don't know if you've ever looked across a river. But there's hate there. There's something about a river. You just look across, you're like, hmm. That tiny-ass river. I bet Mexicans could get across that river. I literally, you have to understand I'm upset right now because Drew Harmon just beat me to the joke I wanted to go to. Like, it had such a good concept. It was at the Eagle Lounge where it's like, like if, if there's... And I'm just going to repeat it because it's brilliant. Follow Drew Harmon. Just the whole idea of if you can have a parental control for stopping your grandparents from watching Fox News, I think that would be that would be an incredible thing. That would be amazing. Fuck you, Drew. <laughs> I literally was like, I was like halfway there. I was like, what's funny about my grandpa being old and also being a piece of shit? And then Drew beat me. It's all right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> My Uber bit's better, so it's fine. It <laughs> All right, we're getting way too inside baseball right now. Uh, this is. I almost did your punchline, and then I was like, he's on stage. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I, I, this is like what I love and hate about beauty radio is it does make me realize how little I've been fucking writing since the last time I've been here. Like, I don't think I've been here like two months. I'm like, I know I have more than three minutes of material. No. Okay. All right. That's what happens when you do too many roasts. I just need an older white man to stand next to me right now. And everything I've been working on for the last week will be relevant. Quirk. Yeah, that's no quirks. A, quirk looks too much like, 
like I'm not even gonna be Quirk when I'm older. Like Quirk is my ideal seventy. What are you like? I know that's what I can't make fun of an older person if he's in better shape than me. That is. No, nothing about Matthew Quirk says older person. Everything you're like, you, you are. I think Benjamin Buttoning right now. Like everything in your heart says 23 years old. See you. You're a beautiful skater. You live in a van. Is that what 23 year olds are up to these days? I'm old. I don't know, Matthew. We're both boomers, I think now. I think that's how it works. So I, uh, I'm going to be heading to LA in March. This is my, these are my last couple months in San Francisco as a San Franciscan. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, like, like, I don't want to say I graduated, but like, if I don't move, I have to regular break up with my girlfriend and it's just easier to move. It's just like, like, I just, it's just, it's an easier conversation. I'm still the good guy. I get to blame it on my career. My girlfriend, if you haven't met her, uh, she's great. She is. She's cool. She um. She looks like me. <laughs> like, that's not the biggest problem. That's not like why I don't think we're destined to be together. But it's not normal. <laughs> it, it it causes questions. It's not what you're hoping for when you look up sibling porn. I get it. It's different. It's like picture, I don't know, how, how do I describe us? Picture a nearsighted lion being fucked by a hairier nearsighted lion. That is what our lovemaking is like. Never from behind though, never from behind. I don't fuck this woman like a dog. I love this girl. I don't, I don't make love to this woman from behind. If all I see when I'm making love to this princess, if all I see is the back of my own head, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I've tried, I can't. I come way too fast. I'm glad we just already accepted you have too much to explain at this point. We're just gonna, this is like the Three Stooges. If we keep piling enough questions in the doorway, he's not gonna be able to ask about him on the ride home. This is nice. He's like, oh, I, I, I have too many to count at this point. Okay. Why do they do that, mommy? I think that's the only question. Why do those nice men do that? It is sweet of you guys to hang out with us because I hope you realize there's no band practice for this. We, 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 we can't do this without you. There's no rehearsals for a stand-up comedian. If none of you were here, this would not be a thing. If none of you were here, this, this would be schizophrenia. Like legally, if none of you were here, this would just be another problem wandering in from SF General. And I know it's called Mark Zuckerberg General now, and I'm not fucking calling it that. I, I refuse to call a place of healing Mark Zuckerberg General. Are you kidding me? Unless there's just a whole nagging ward. <laughs> the arrogance of that. <laughs> it's just like... 
yeah, I'm going to move to the fucking moon in 20 years when I help ruin the earth, but I'll help you guys heal. <laughs> you guys think of me as you're dying. Mark, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg just like, that had to have been a move where he got dubbed by somebody for a doctor. I think that's what's happening. Like, I think maybe like Mark Zuckerberg just had a sexy nurse that turned him down. And so he's like, I'll make you think of me. Some sexy nurse said, you don't own this place. He said, watch me. <laughs> it's the best impression you'll see tonight. I sound hateful. I sound, I, I'm, I'm hateful of the techies. I can't, I like, if I think about it hard enough, I, I don't have that hate in my heart, but it comes out still. And I try to remember my times in San Francisco because techies weren't always the enemy. I, I've been here since 2005. It, 2005, we were mad at hipsters. Y'all remember that? We were just fucking mad at hipsters. We're just like, ah, damn you hipsters with your mustaches. And that was the extent of it. There was no like, hipsters weren't making people homeless. Homeless people didn't need those tight, tight pants. I just miss, like I miss San Francisco being a, a, a refuge, like a place you escape to. San Francisco used to be a place where you meet people on the bus, you get stories. Like I, I, sometimes you hear the same stories over and over again, but I kind of love them. I kind of love the main three stories. And the first one, you hear the story a lot. Uh, it's this person from, say, inner, uh, inner city Detroit. And they're a beat poet. They're a beat poet. There's no Beat poetry in inner city? I don't know why I picked inner city Detroit. That's like one of the few places. We'll say deep Michigan instead. Deep Michigan is, there's no beat poetry in deep Michigan. And it's just, you get these people who need to come to San Francisco to do their art. Their art. You get the the guy and maybe he's from, uh, maybe he's from the South. Maybe he's from Alabama. And all he wants to do is smoke weed and play guitar. Like you meet that guy on Hate Street a lot. He's a fun guy. He's got cool stories. He escaped to San Francisco. Sometimes you meet the person and they're from Utah and all they want to do, all this guy wants to do is just suck all the dicks. That's all he wants to do. That's all he wants to do, but he's from Utah. He can't do that. There's only three dicks, four if Steven's been drinking. That guy's got the best stories. But now you meet people in San Francisco and you're like, hey bud, how'd you get here? And they go, I like computers and money. And I just get sad. I'm not meeting people on the bus because I'm not even allowed on their goddamn bus. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's such a perfect crime. Like, you know, if, if the tech industry could, they wouldn't have gotten their own buses because that's very expensive. If the tech industry could, they'd sit in the front of the bus. That's how it would go. They would just get their own BART car, but... Rosa Parks fucked that up for everybody. <laughs> I know, it's not good. Um, this isn't the face or voice that people want to hear when it comes to woke. Like, I'm not, like, I'm just a dumb guy trying to articulate his dumb ideas, trying to point the anger in the right direction. I think that's all people can do when it comes to politics. Uh, I do think that if I could be a, a grammar Nazi, I guess, if I could be a word nerd, I think I would get rid of the fucking word libertarian. I think, like, I, I think, can we acknowledge that libertarian just means, I don't want to admit I'm racist, but.
Like, if you're like, poor people need to figure their shit out. You say that enough. We know which ones you're talking about. Mm. All right. Well, now I'm literally like, this could not be more preaching to the choir. Uh, <laughs> though, Pam, one day I do just want, like, a libertarian to bust out of the bathroom. Just like, I voted for Trump. Just kick the door down. That's what FCC free radio is for. That's not, we don't do that here. <laughs> you lit me, right? Yes. Thank God. Okay. Um, well, I'm definitely going to have at least 40 minutes of material next time I'm here. Uh, maybe I'm going to run one or two of the old ones again. But thank you, Pam, for having us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. It was honestly very sweet of you. And you have a good rest of your night. This has been my favorite show ever. Uh, we No, it really has. We had Alex at the beginning. We had Matthew Quirk. We had Colin Holtz. We had Dronos. We had Clay Newman, soon to be famous in L.A. Awesome. No, everybody should go down there and do whatever it is they do down there. I don't know. I don't understand. Will you have to wear makeup? That's the only thing I'm afraid of, of down there. I'm like, oh, my God, I'll have to wear makeup. Can I just cut my hair and be a guy? Is that cool down there? They like... But then, then I'd get in trouble for like, they'd be like, you're gentrifying trans issues. I'm like, I just want to not wear makeup and stand up on stage and tell jokes. Whatever, it's fine. Why do I always have to be pretty just because I'm a woman? Clay, you're very pretty. Thank you so much for being here. This has been great. Thank you. So don't forget your edibles, darling, 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 sweet. Yes, the edibles. Did everyone, did all the performers get their editor edibles? Good, 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 good. Um, thank you so much for bringing your nephew. He's, you can't give him an edible. Those are illegal for him. <laughs> they are very, very strong and scary for small children. That's why we're like, no, no, but it's great. You're, um, yeah, keep, you, 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 I don't know. You live in the world now. You know what's up. People, I have, I, I hang out with a bunch of junior high kids. I, I hang out with junior high kids here on Friday and they came in here and they're like, um, Miss Benjamin, uh, why does it smell like weed in here? And I said, well, a lot of adults rent space here, and I would never tell adults what to do, and marijuana's legal. And so that's a thing they choose to do here because they're adults, and they make choices. And all the junior hires just, like, nodded their heads and were like, yeah, okay. And I was like, yay, you just have to, you just have to be honest with them. Uh, but don't, seriously, it's wait until you're 18, or what's the legal limit? What, when are you supposed to 21? I'm sorry. Wait till you're 21 and then destroy your brain, right? Give yourself the whole, give, let your brain grow to its smartest, smartest points and then start destroying it like the rest of us weirdos. Thank you, David Sun Tzu, for running the ones and twos. I have your edibles too. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We'll be back next week, every Friday here. Thanks for listening, listening audience. And uh, great jokes tonight. I'm so proud of, I'm always proud of this show. All right, bye, yay! Oh, wait, before I say that, uh, come to our open mics. Follow us on Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF. And uh, we have open mics four nights a week. And during the days, uh, we have an open mic tomorrow from 4 to 6. We have one on Monday from 6 to 8. We have an obscure one on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 that really people should go to. And then uh, 6 to 8 here on Fridays. But thank you so much for being here. Yay, bye, yay!
you play station on for Rodney on the Rock.
Thank you to Mose Allison, who's smashed. And uh, we're smashed as far as money goes, so we need you folks to come out and and help us donate. When you go to the website, click on there and give us some, some of that paper coated with chlorophyll dollar bill. And this is this is going out to Tina Weymouth and her and her friends over in the Nassau area. Black Plastic Media Radio.fm. Sex of things, sex of things, you. I believe in miracles. 